0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSradio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker.
1: This morning's Action Line on WGNS is all about history and turning the clock back to 1947. It would have been on this day, December 30th of 1946, that engineers for WGNS were preparing to put the radio station on the air. And the first day of broadcast would have been January 1st, 1947.
0: Marfisboro didn't look anything like you know it to be today. TV was just being invented. And telephones, well, if people had one, it was just that, one. Today, seemed like everybody, including the dog, has some cell phone. People over in Barfield and Christiana out there didn't come into town unless they had to. Like to get groceries at O'Brien Brothers on the Square on Saturday and maybe see a movie at the Princess. One screen. Restaurants? Nah. People ate at home. Nothing like the endless chain of eating places today. Hotels? Yeah, we had one. The James K. Polk still stood proud. Bet you most folks couldn't tell me where it stood. To give you a hint, one block off the Square... We'd look in Goldstein's window, special occasions, would chop there, and I can still hear the sound of how their floors creaked. Nashville? Oh, nobody went to Nashville, unless you had a real good reason. And if you did, you made sure you didn't go one mile over the speed limit in Smyrna, or you would get a speeding ticket. We were just a nice little rural town outside the big city. Boy, has it changed. Except for a couple of things. One of them is this radio station. You see, on New Year's Eve, a man with a real vision and love for this town put fourteen fifty on the air, and nobody could believe we had our own radio station. And guess what? Today, it's still locally owned. In fact, it sits on South Church about where it all started. And on the air and on our website, what we talk about most is what folks in the big city don't think about much. Murfreesboro. They got their own business and problems. We still eat, breathe, and sleep Murfreesboro. The station could have sold a dozen times, but the decision is made to keep it local. The owners live here, work here, send our kids to school here, stay here, support it here, love it here. And you know what? That's what we have in common, because we couldn't have made it without your constant support. You listen, you buy commercials on the station, you support Murfreesboro, we support Murfreesboro. We are still 1450 WGNS, your good neighbor station. Thank you.
2: Hello, this is John Hood, But representing Mike Sparks and Scott Walker had asked me to record some of my recollections about the old Seward Air Base and the events that used to happen there during World War II. As a, as a teenager, I used to spend summers with my aunt and uncle at old Jefferson, Jefferson Springs near Smyrna, and we would have occasion to go on to the base. As a matter of fact, all the number one movies at that time were shown on the bases of the Army and the Navy and the Air Force or whatever where at, at locally at your Princess Theater or whatever, you only had the B movies or the C movies. So I've, I remember riding a bus down there to Seward Air Base and paying whatever the admission was, very nominal, to see the first-run movies that were out at that particular time. But one of the reflections that uh, Representative Sparks had mentioned what had to do with the broadcasting the big band music from Seward. Seward Air Base had as a, um, I guess his public information officer, public relations officer, a former... Executive with Music Corporation of America, one of the major booking agencies, was, was there, and he had all kinds of contacts with uh, major uh, orchestras around the country that they they booked and, and put together. What he would do, he would find a, an orchestra, say, that was playing in Chicago, say, on Thursday, and needs to be in New Orleans on Saturday night. Playing in Chicago, say, on Thursday night, need to be in New Orleans on Saturday night. What he would do. He would call them up, the, the management, and he would arrange for an Air Force plane to fly them from Chicago to Seward if they would do a, a concert for Seward Air Base. The next day, of course, they'd fly them on to New Orleans, their ultimate destination. So there were many named bands that played those concerts at Seward. Actually, I guess, free of charge, more or less, other than the, the airline flying them uh, from Chicago to Smyrna to, to New Orleans.
3: Yes, it's time to refresh at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Meet your friends and watch your whistle at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Refreshments and pleasant surroundings, McCord and Harris on the square in Mutfreesboro.
4: WGNS, your good neighbor station,
3: Mutfreesboro, Tennessee. (laughs)
1: Throughout that first year of broadcasting, WGNS, known as the Good Neighbor Station, focused on things like local news stories, national news, local music, and who was at the top of the charts across the country. <laughs> Local music scene, WGNS, had studios large enough for entire bands to come in and play their tunes on the radio. On the national news front, here is a newscast from 1947.
5: And a cheerful good
1: morning to everyone.
5: This is Roy Porter in the NBC Newsroom in New York, winding up another week of global news tours. The Russians are still criticizing the Truman Plan. General Marshall has summoned General Clay, his answer man, to Moscow. The rebels seem to be winning in the Paraguayan Revolution and repercussions from the Big Four conferences are being felt around the world. Our timetable depends on sunspots again this morning.
1: Some of the major events in news history that occurred that first full year of broadcasting for WGNS in 1947 included a UFO sighting in Roswell, the start of the Cold War, which endured over four decades, and the United Nations voted in favor of the creation of an independent Jewish state known as Israel. But the main focus of news when it came to WGNS back in 1947 was local news. Stories like this one would have been heard first on WGNS AM 1450.
4: On April 11, 1947, which was a Friday, 37 year old Albert Du Bois was executed. Burial took place one day after his execution on Saturday, April 12, 1947, at Mount Tabor Cemetery. Du Bois was executed by electric chair in Nashville. Du Bois was sentenced to death for the murder of Albert Willis, a local cab driver. The murder took place at the cab company where Willis worked at West Vine Street. Mr. Willis was stabbed to death. Prior to his execution, Du Bois lived in rural Christiana. He was said to be on parole when the murder occurred. The parole was for a previous manslaughter charge after the knife-slaying of George Snow in the city cafe on the local square. Prior to killing Snow, the boys allegedly spent the day at the barber shop in Pool
1: Hall, also on the town square. Here are a few of the local sounds, local commercials, and local things you would have heard on WGNS during those first few years of broadcasting on the Good Neighbor Station. Boots, boots, boots! Yes, the Hub Store on the west side of the square has boots for everyone. Boots, boots, boots! For the men, the Hub Store has four buckle boots, five buckle boots, zipper boots, and knee boots. Boots, boots, boots. For the ladies, the Hub has reindeer, slip-on rubber boots, and fur-line waterproof boots. Boots, boots, boots. For the children, the Hub has slip-on rubber boots, four-buckle boots, and zipper boots. Boots, boots, boots. That's the Hub store where you can get boots, boots, boots for the entire family.
3: Yes, it's time to refresh at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Meet your friends and watch your whistle at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Refreshments and pleasant surroundings, McCord and Harris on the square in Mufferiesboro.
4: WGNS,
3: your good neighbor station, Mufferiesboro, Tennessee. WGNS
1: And those were just a few of the things that you would have heard in the 1940s right here on WGNS. Years later in 1976, Wolfman Jack.
5: For complete weather information and late scores, contact the Murfreesboro News number 893 NEWS, a service of the Citizen Central Bank.
1: She was only 16. Only 16. <laughs> Again, that was Wolfman Jack on WGNS back in 1976. And also that same year of 76, American Top 40 with Casey Kasem was on WGNS. 29 hits to number one and counting them down. The
5: hits from coast to coast.
0: Shop the after inventory clearance sale at Wilma's and Memorial Village Shopping Center. Pants, jackets, sweaters, vests, skirts, shirts, and blouses. Save up to 75%. Regularly $12.99 to $28.99. Now $5.99 to 7 dollars One table of
4: sportswear values to $16. Now $5. One table of sweaters and knit tops. Regularly $18. Now $3. Shop and save during the after inventory clearance sale. At Fashion Headquarters, Wilma's and Memorial Village Shopping Center.
3: AT-40 on WGNS, will continue in just a moment with more of America's favorite music.
5: Men, when did you last give that special girl a real nice gift on Valentine's? Or do you take her for granted? Express your love this Valentine. You'll be repaid tenfold. Bell Jewelers makes it so easy for you. Diamonds, rubies, sapphires, and emeralds fit for a queen. Only at Bell's, you'll find the affordables, rich new exciting fashions and gems at prices you can easily afford. Make that special girl happy this Valentine. You'll be glad you did from your quality jewelers. Bell Jewelers, Uptown.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Again, that was... In 1976, and that little Casey Kasem segment, it closed with a Bell Jeweler commercial from the 1970s. And it's pretty cool because advertisers like Bell Jewelers are still with us today. It's pretty neat looking back and listening to some of those old broadcasts from WGNS from the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and into the 1970s. A lot of history right here at 306 South Church Street. Of course, before that, we were on the downtown Murfreesboro Square. And there we had a studio, I think I mentioned that just a little while ago, large enough for entire bands to come in and play live music. One of those groups involved a man by the name of Herschel Windrow, Ethel Burton Haynes, J.P. Rucker. George Haynes, and then also Thomas Anderson. It was pretty cool looking back over those years of history and all the different names and persons who walked through the station and were heard on WGNS so many years back. Now, earlier, just a little while ago, you heard a little bit from John Hood, who was a strong part of the radio station over the years. Starting around 1950 or so. Uh, On Monday, WGNS's Bart Walker will talk even more to John Hood about his early memories of WGNS as we turn age 76. WGNS first came on the airwaves in 1947, January 1, so as you could probably imagine, December the 30th of 1946, just a day or two prior to actually hitting the airwaves, we had engineers busy putting together the final touches on WGS, making sure everything was wired correctly. Of course, way back then in 1946, right before the station went on the air, paperwork with the Federal Communications Commission had to be filed in a timely manner, but of course we didn't have the internet so we couldn't email information to the FCC. Everything had to be hand signed. Documents had to be sent by US mail to the FCC's office in Washington and then we had to wait for a return response showing that our license was approved. So, things took a lot longer to progress way back then when WGNS first came on the air. And I'm going to play you some of the newscasts that were heard on WGNS so many years ago in just a few minutes. But one of those news stories that you may have heard about on WGNS right after it occurred was a news story that unfolded in 1947 involving. Air Force pilot, Chuck Yeager, who broke the sound barrier.
6: In October 1947, at Murad Desert Test Center in California, history is made by this aircraft, the XS-1, and its pilot, Captain Charles E. Yeager. This airplane and this pilot are about to be the first ever to fly faster than the speed of sound in level flight. A B-29 will take the XS-1 aloft, and launch her at an altitude of about 35,000 feet. The XS-1 is not a military aircraft, but a flying research laboratory designed to test the effects of supersonic flight upon airplanes. It is powered by four rocket engines. Its weight empty is less than 5,000 pounds, but it carries 8,000 pounds of fuel. B-29s have done a lot of memorable things, but none of them ever before, and a mission quite like this one. And no airplane ever did what the XS1 is about to do.
1: Again, this would have been a news story you heard in 1947 on WGNS, one of the national news stories. This one about Captain Chuck Yeager, who broke the sound barrier in October of
6: 1947. one. It can't be a long flight he's going to have in the little aircraft. At full power, the flight can't last more than two and a half minutes. It is going to be a fast one. are ready, too, to do the timing. The only possible method for timing aircraft at extremely high altitude. And then, it happened. There she goes. A big moment in a history-making flight. Now she's approaching the barrier. The speed of sound at 35,000 feet is 660 miles per hour. The really big moment, through the sound barrier, the first time ever in level flight. For the first time, except in dive, a man has flown an airplane faster than the speed of sound. It earned Captain Yeager many honors, and the historic plane, the XS-1, earned the resting place in the Smithsonian Institution.
1: And today, that airplane can still be seen in the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. Chuck Yeager breaking the speed of sound in 1947. Again, that would have been one of the many news stories that you would have heard about in 1947 when WGNS spent its first full year on the airwaves. A lot of history over the years. And we've got even more coming your way in just a minute. I think you'll continue to enjoy this morning's show of the action line dialing the clock back to 1947, right here on WGNS, your good neighbor station. In checking on that forecast for today, the temperature outside in downtown Murfreesboro is 57 degrees. Today, we're going to see a high of 65 degrees under partly sunny skies. I know right now it is sunny out there but it'll turn partly sunny later today with some clouds moving in and a 30% chance of rain. For tonight, the low will go down to 54 degrees, then Saturday, high of 63, with a 70% chance of showers Saturday morning, and then a 40% chance of rain Saturday evening. And for Saturday night, the low will get down to 43 degrees under cloudy skies. For New Year's Day, new year's day mostly sunny so it's going to be a beautiful new year's day this coming sunday again new year's day mostly sunny skies with a high of 65 degrees now coming your way on new year's day the new year's day 5k that will be at barfield crescent park and that new year's day 5k should be a big event Folks will start running, from what I understand, right around 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at Barfield Crescent Park. And then right around the corner from that New Year's Day 5K is the annual Polar Bear Plunge, which will take place next Saturday, January 7th, at the Sportscom Outdoor Pool in Murfreesboro. You can get more details about that on our website at WGNSRadio.com. Well more news and more history. Turning back the clock? 76 years to 1947 when WGNS first came on the airwaves. That time right now is 841. We'll be right back.
4: This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas' Restaurant with cold and flu season here. Nothing helps my family more than having the Demas' baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas' Restaurant.
3: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. The best part about taking z Pure Z's Sleep Plus Next Day Energy at night? is actually the next morning. I wake up alert with none of the grogginess from taking too much melatonin. Pure Z Sleep Plus Next Day Energy is a bilayer tablet with immediate release melatonin and extended release B vitamins to help me fall asleep naturally and wake refreshed. It's my secret weapon for a great night's sleep and a great morning. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Can't beat that.
0: Zequal Pure Z's gummies. Sleep better, wake your best. Prescription products require
4: an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety
1: information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. You'll love your results. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy.
0: That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y.
1: We're talking with Betty Atterbury. What do you like most about Adams Place?
2: When I first came here, I did not know anyone in here, but it wasn't too long until we have four at the table, and we are very good friends now. I really like my table mates at Adams Place.
4: I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Time right now, 844 on this Friday morning. Today, December the 30th, and on this day back in 1946, WGNS would be preparing for that first full day of broadcasting, preparing to go on the air, January 1st 1947 so engineers back then would have been putting the final touches on the wiring for the radio station and then they would be set up to broadcast on New Year's Eve and first full day of broadcast would have been January 1 again 1947. So a lot of history over the years. Now, here's a uh, sponsor ID that aired on WGNS in 1947.
3: WGNS, your good neighbor station, Mustrisboro, Tennessee. Oh, just take some live, darn to the cops, don't say it's five. Five o'clock, five o'clock, five o'clock. Yes, it's five o'clock and time to refresh at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Meet your friends and wet your whistle at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Refreshments and pleasant surroundings, McCord and Harris on the square... And
1: And that voice you just heard would have been that of Bill Berry. He went on to own several radio stations over the years, eventually settling down in Lebanon, Tennessee. But he owned a number of radio stations in places like Nashville. In fact, he's the one, Bill Berry, who gave WGNS's Bart Walker his very first job, real job, in broadcasting so there is a lot of history there and then going back to the mid-1990s here's a commercial that you would have heard on WGNS about a place that works on and sells television sets you say your color tv is broken uh-huh. have no fear Adkins tv on vine street repairs zenith and most american brands.
4: super
2: now oh, this is Baird. I want to invite you down to Atkins TV. Let me show you the full line of Zenith TVs. We're located on Vine Street across from First City Bank.
1: So when your TV breaks, call Bill Barrett at Atkins TV on Vine Street across from First City Bank. And then here's another commercial from the 90s. It was for a cell phone store known as Cellular Concepts. Cellular Concepts was one of the main cell phone stores in Rutherford County, and back in 93, may have been one of the only locally owned cell phone stores, but they also had pagers, or what some referred to as beepers.
0: Wasted time is
4: wasted money. I'm Melanie Davenport with news. Cellular Concepts helps you better use
3: your travel time. Cellular Concepts has affordable cellular phones, Handhelds and 3-watt portables start at $99.
1: Some restrictions may apply, and we offer savings on pagers. See the huge selection at Cellular Concepts in Georgetown Square, also in the Stones River Mall, and now in Smyrna next to the new Kroger store. We're an authorized agent of Cellular One. Phone 893-CELL. Again, that was from the 1990s, the early 90s, a commercial for a cell phone store. And then here's another one. Now, this one will take you back a little while, a few days, a few years, if you would, for videos. Remember all the video rental places we once had in Murfreesboro, in Smyrna, Laverne? You used to rent a movie on Friday nights if you decided to stay home as opposed to going out. Well, here is an old commercial that aired on WGNS. Again, in the 1990s, this one for a video place that rented out videos. Gentlemen,
4: start your engines and hurry on over to Broadway Video next to Brothers for the largest selection of racing rentals just waiting to rev up your VCR. Stop in after the race for a nightcap or come by anytime for hot new releases. Just $2.99 for a three-night rental. At Broadway Video, you'll also find a vast selection of videos for mature audiences. Remember... Good old customer service and satisfaction are guaranteed at Broadway Video next to Fairbrothers. It's where the race fans shop.
1: (laughs) I love it. That was John Dinkins doing that commercial. And John, of course, does sports with Brian Barrett. And speaking of Brian Barrett, here's Brian on the air back in 1993 doing a weather bulletin
4: I'm Ryan Barrett reporting from the WGNS weather center we are under a severe thunderstorm warning for 20 minutes the next 20 minutes we will be under that uh, warning effective until 6:15 here in Rutherford County also adjoining counties surrounding Rutherford County they're also involved in this severe thunderstorm warning so if you are in the surrounding county of Rutherford County you are Warned. Keep in mind that a severe thunderstorm warning.
1: Again, that is storm, Brian Barrett doing a weather forecast talking about a severe storm back in the early 1990s. Again, 1990s, Brian Barrett. Still well sounds the same, doesn't he?
4: 40 miles per hour. Also keep in mind, the tornado watch is in effect until 11 p.m. That means conditions are favorable for the development of a tornado, especially in a severe thunderstorm. And once again, that severe thunderstorm warning in effect for about the next 20 minutes or so. We'll keep a close eye on this for you, and we'll now return you to Here's
1: to Your Health again that was brian barrett in the early 1990s on the airwaves at wgns and we are celebrating 76 years of broadcast history because on january 1st we're going to turn 76. wgns has been on the airwaves since 1947 and in just a second we're going to take a look back at some more older newscast and what the news was all about in year 1947. You're gonna wanna hear this in just a second. It's really fascinating to go back and listen to some of those announcers from the 1940s and the way that they did the news. Keep in mind back then in 1947, you didn't have the ability to edit like you do today. Yeah, you could edit by splicing tape on reel-to-reel, but you couldn't just go in and take out the uhs the oz or if you mispronounce a word you couldn't change it after it was done it was done but we'll take a look at some of those old newscasts from 1947 when we come back from this break again you're tuned to wgns and we are celebrating our 76th anniversary come monday and on monday morning wgns's bart walker will have john hood on the air Talking about some of those memories from the 1940s and the 1950s, memories of WGNS and all the years of broadcasting.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
1: It is eight fifty-two right now. Temperature outside fifty-seven degrees in downtown Murfreesboro. As WGNs celebrates seventy-six years of broadcast history, and today we're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric supplying power to the station's three hundred and twenty-eight foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric serving to make life better since nineteen thirty-six.
0: The action line on fm 101.9 and am 1450 murfreesboro fm 100.5 smyrna and streaming at wgnsradio.com here's a commercial
1: from 1947 that was put together by the u.s government a commercial about nurses it's interesting because in today's times we do have a nursing shortage but back then in 1947 there was still that problem of not having enough nurses, which is why the U.S. government put together a special media blitz on hiring more nurses and finding folks who wanted to go to school to become a nurse. Again, this is from 1947, and this would have been one of the commercials that you would have heard on WGNS.
6: Expansion of our public health services, the Veterans Administration, and the widespread use of hospitalization plans has created tremendous new demands in our medical service and hospital facilities. This means that thousands of trained nurses are urgently needed. To help fill these needs, the more than 1,300 accredited schools of nursing throughout the country are offering a superb three-year course which will train America's young women for new and greater opportunities in the nursing profession. If you are between the ages of 18 and 35 or a high school graduate or college student in good standing and are in good health, you may be eligible to enroll for this student
1: nursing course. For full details, get in touch with your nearest school of nursing or local hospital. At the time of the first broadcast on WGNs, Harry S. Truman was the president of the United States. He was the 33rd president and served from 1945 to 1953. He was a leader of the Democratic Party and previously served as the 34th vice president from January to April of 1945 under Franklin Roosevelt. Harry Truman became the president of the United States on April 12th of 1945 and was president up until 1953. Here's one of the many national news stories you would have heard on WGNS, this one about President Truman and events taking place.
5: The Russians are still criticizing the Truman Plan for assistance to Greece and Turkey, and this morning the Communist Party newspaper Pravda carries a long editorial calling the program a policy of imperialist expansion under the guise of charity. You'll remember this is the second time in two days that the Russian press has gone down the line on the Truman Proposition. Izvestia, the government paper, yesterday said we were trying to interfere in the business of other states. Now today, Pravda declares that Mr. Truman not only disregarded the obligations of the United States as a member of the United Nations, but pretended to a leading role in this organization. While all this editorial battling is going on, our Secretary of State Marshall and Russian Foreign Minister Molotov are fencing with definitions of democracy. And only a short time ago, Marshall summoned to Moscow Lieutenant General Lucius Clay, the new military governor of the American zone in Germany, and the longtime policy planner who has all the answers to our occupation activities. Clay will go to the Big Four meeting to sit close to and supply the answers for General Marshall. President Truman, meanwhile, is getting sunburned at Key West. And disregarding both Izvestia and Pravda, he's gone fishing. Rest and relaxation are his primary considerations for the next few days. And he's already paid his income tax, so that's off his mind.
1: Another big news item that would have been something that you still hear a lot about today. And that is the discussion of taxes.
5: Tax reduction proposals and help to smaller countries under the Truman Plan are the two important subjects in the nation's capital today. Let's get the story from Leaf
7: Eed in Washington. With Congress already finding the foreign question about as easy to handle as an armful of eels with your mittens on, some of the men on the hill are anxiously scanning the eastern sky to find out how many more anti-communist chickens will finally come to roost on the U.S. Treasury over here. They think they've spotted at least five more all ready to take off for Washington from the Middle East and Europe. Iran, Syria, Lebanon, Palestine, and Hungary. They don't know how much it's going to cost to nourish all these anti-communist birds, but they figure that Uncle Sam would have to shell out well over $1 billion at a rough estimate. And for an economy-minded Congress, that gives to think. So among other things, the House Foreign Affairs Committee is trying to work into the Greek-Turkish $400 million bill are clauses that say that President Truman wouldn't have to give the Greeks and Turks all this money at once, And he could stop if he thought they'd had enough. And also to make sure that Congress gets a full accounting. The State Department bill to be introduced next Monday is only in rough draft. But influential House members say there'll have to be substantial revision. And from there, you go to thoughts about taxes. Democratic Representative Dalton, the former chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, says we ought to go slow because of new dark clouds hanging over the world. But Republican Representative Knutson, who is chairman now... 15 Republican noses on the committee to 10 Democratic noses and says it's still 20% across the board. And incidentally, today is March 15th, and the deadline for income tax returns is midnight tonight. Otherwise, in Washington, this morning, Raymond Foley, the housing administrator, says mortgage insurance applications these last two months indicate the largest volume of home construction in FHA history. And this morning, Senator Taft warns his fellow Republicans against political shenanigans in the White House appointment of postmasters. So far, the Senate hasn't okayed a single one of nearly 600 postmaster nominations pending. But Taft says he thinks that if they've passed their civil service exams on the level and
1: they're qualified, the Republicans should confirm them, even if they are Democrats. This is Leith Eade in Washington. Now, keep in mind, in some of these early broadcast news stories, they didn't have the same ability to edit out words when they made mistakes. In other words, reporters back then would correct their mistake and then continue broadcasting whatever that news story may have been. Another big news item that would have been heard locally on WGNS in 1947, the start of the Cold War, which lasted for four decades, was also seen as the world's two superpowers at the time, of course, United States, and then USSR, fighting for dominance in politics and the influence of other countries. The USSR was the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics.
5: Big Four reaction in Moscow has been varied recently with reflections of political opinions on both sides of the current discussion. Let's have the story from Merrill Muller in London.
3: British reaction to President Truman's statement on Greece and Turkey and to the Moscow statements which have followed President Truman have been rather mixed. For the most part, the British are delighted that the United States is going to take an active role of some sort, be it only financial, in the Middle East. But there are voices mostly among the rebel ranks of the labor Party in the House of Commons, who say that President Truman's remarks are nothing but dollar imperialism and are not really progressive politics for the peace of the future. The main local news, however, from England today are raging floods and blizzards, which have all but crippled the country again. The situation is described as disastrous. Southern and Western England and the Midlands are extensively flooded, with all but one river reported still to be rising further endangering the revived manufacturing effort, agriculture, and towns and villages. Wales is experiencing a full blizzard that is expected to sweep north and east later in the day with the possibility of some snowfall over most of the country. However, Britain is again one entity today as far as land transportation is concerned. None of the main north to south roads are open, but single-line rail traffic has been made possible on two railroads. Only five passenger trains got through, but 98 coal trains are on the move to London. No coal ships have been able to sail because of the storm. Coal deliveries are not keeping level with consumption, so that the two-week reserve on which Britain re- reopened her interstate has started to dwindle again. Another major highlight of the weather was the flood situation which struck East London. One of the main water purifying stations for the city, which is virtually isolated by flood water, has become flooded. With Thames River filth. More than one million people are now cut off without water. The London Water Board immediately requested water restrictions throughout the rest of the capital, and emergency water trucks started meager deliveries in the affected area. This is Merrill Muller in London.
1: Again, that was one of the many newscasts you would have heard on WGNS in the year of 1947, our first full year of broadcasting. And on January 1, we're going to turn 76 years old, so make sure you tune in on Monday morning, which will be January 2nd, to the Action Line because Bart Walker will take a look back at history along with John Hood. John Hood, who was here and part of the history and the making of WGNS in the late 1940s and into the 1950s on WGNS with the Roundtable.